Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. fan in New York, Keith McPherson, your nighttime host, on till 2 a.m. I don't know. I'm just a sports fan that watches all sports and can talk about all sports. I don't know uh, everything, but I know enough. I don't claim to know it all, but maybe you know. Like If I say something wrong, call me up and tell me. If I misspeak, tell me. I do it all the time. I beat myself up about it. I was telling Spike how when I first started at WFAN, I used to go back and listen to all the podcasted shows and just criticize myself. Like, I'm joining in with the haters. Like, oh, this guy sucks. This guy's unlistenable. I can't believe you said that wrong. You misspoke. You said this year or this team or this player. You pronounced this guy's name wrong. It's not that serious, man. It's not that serious. We are fans. This is entertainment. It's supposed to be fun. You know, I'm looking at SNY today, and I'm watching Evan and Tiki, and Joe Beningo and Tiki get into it, and... Tiki cuts his mic off, takes his uh, headphones out, points at Joe, says some profanity. I'm like, whoa, is is this a bit? (laughs) I'm like, are they serious? (laughs) They were dead ass. I'm like, yo, what happened there? I don't like that, you know. I mean, you don't have to be buddy-buddy with everybody. We don't like everybody, but we're on the same team. Like, I don't like everybody at WFAM, but I respect everybody for the most part. One guy I don't really respect, but, you know, with with Tiki and, and Joe, you know, they're on the afternoon show, and it's like uh, the Jets drove a wedge between them because Tiki was calling the Commanders-Bills game at the same time that the Patriots-Jets game was on. So Joe, being a diehard fan... And being at his wit's end with the Zach Wilson stuff, he wasn't there after the high of that first Monday night football game. Right? After that, after the high of that disaster class that Josh uh, Allen put on four turnovers, he was he was like, we could still do it with Zach. We could still make the... I told y'all chill. I told y'all chill. But then watching Evan and Tiki today... Joe being so tired of the defense of Zach Wilson, which I don't, I've never had a defense of Zach Wilson, but I, like I said earlier, I understand Boomer and Tiki doing it as former NFL players that have spent a ton of time on the field 
on that level, a ton of time watching film on that level, and they played a game that was more physical and arguably more challenging, harder to play than this brand of football. They also have relationships where they got to kind of watch what they say, and, you know, they're not on at midnight like I'm on. They're on in the middle of the day, so I understand them being kind of measured and Tiki saying that he analyzes everything and, uh, you know, you got to put respect on Tiki. He calls the games. And being a former player and being an analyst now, he has access to everything. I'm sure he has a all-22 uh, account to see the game film of every single game. And I'm sure he's got NFL Plus, Sunday Ticket, whatever. Now, I'm not sure if between calling the game in D.C., traveling home, going to sleep, waking up, coming in to do the show this afternoon, I don't know if he watched every single snap of Zach Wilson. And I think that's where Joe Beningo kind of leaned into him to say, ah, I don't want to hear your analysis. Like, there's no way, you know, you were you were in D.C. calling the Commanders-Bills game. And Joe kind of leaned into the fact that he didn't think that Tiki really saw enough of Zach Wilson to be defending Zach Wilson. He's tired of the defense. Spirited radio, entertaining. I don't know whose side you're on. I'm not on anyone's side besides the station. I'm glad uh, people were listening and got a kick out of that on SNY. That's what I was. I was literally feeding my baby watching SNY on the TV because I was listening to it on my MacBook doing work. And then I had to feed my son like a little bit after four. And so I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, does Tiki know he's live on TV? Like he just pointed at the TV and said, that's BS. He was pointing at Joe on Zoom. And that's another thing. How pissed off can you be at somebody over Zoom? (laughs) Ah, I love it, man. The fan in New York. <laughs> For a sports fan, it is entertainment. It is comedy. Even if you hate all the hosts, you're still going to listen. You're still going to call. You're still going to tap in. You're still going to follow on Twitter and Instagram because we love it. We're, we're sports fans. We eat all this up. There's like a meme out there that some girl put together. Like, guys will watch one game and then listen to three podcasts and watch three shows all week about that one game until the next game and do it all over again. You're damn right. And you'll listen to one Taylor Swift song over and over again, pay $3,000 to go see her in concert and do that again. Like let people enjoy things. Zig is in Trenton on the fan. What's up, Zig? What's happening, Keith? Your first caller, Shakri. Me and him went to high school together. Oh, word. Brooklyn. You guys are, what part of Brooklyn? No, we're from New Jersey, and if my memory serves me correctly. Oh, I thought Shukri was from Brooklyn. Well, he, he did, but he went to high school in uh, Central Jersey. Lawrence, I believe, I believe you guys beat us in the state tournament um, in football, 05-06. Did I play? I believe you did, Ocean Township, right? Yeah, Nottingham. Lawrence, Lawrence. Oh, Lawrence, we beat you in the semifinals. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You had Brett Brackett, he went to Penn State. Yeah, he was a year older than me. I think Shu was a year younger than me. Brett was real. He ended up playing tight end at Penn State, but I ran into him at the Governor's Bowl All-Star game. He was QB1. I forget the kid that went to Delaware State that was QB2. Um, And then I was QB3, but I ended up balling out in the game and getting the most reps. It was the type of situation where they were like, you get two series, you get two series, you get two series. Whoever has the most productive series will get the most snaps to win the game, and I balled out. Love, love to hear it. Now, I was a soccer and baseball guy back in high school, but I remember Ocean Township. I remember you guys putting it on us in the uh, yeah. Seven. Shout out to my boy Chittum, Chris Knox. He he rushed for like 250 yards in that game. He broke our like yeah. school record in a playoff game. He went crazy, and I told him he had to go crazy. 
wild. But uh, I'll, I'll save the Yank stuff, and then Devil's looking good. Hopefully I see you in a couple weeks at uh, open night. But I uh, want to talk Cowboys and that putrid performance yesterday <laughs> and the complete lack of urgency they had in the fourth quarter. Just we're, we, we're down two scores, and we keep running the ball. Arrogance. Like, what, what are we doing? It's Mike McCarthy's arrogance having the control of the team as play caller again. Uh, the thing that pissed me off was going for it on four down and not taking the points. When yeah, you were why not take the three? Exactly. Why not take the points? Like in yeah. every situation, whatever book you read, whatever percentage change, like you, you take the field goal there. But that's why yeah, I say he's to. arrogant. Yep. You were you were without three of your offensive linemen and one offensive lineman playing for the first time this season. Uh, Tyler Smith, who's in his second year, that was his first game of the year. You were missing Tyler Biotis. You were missing Zach Martin. You were missing Tyron Smith. Two yeah. of those guys are Pro Bowl, perennial Pro Bowlers. Your your offensive line was not the same. So how yep. can you be so arrogant? Because it's the Cardinals? Because everybody told you the Cardinals were tanking? Them guys are not tanking. They want to win. They're playing hard. Yep, absolutely. And and like you said, the the arrogance of it. It's like everybody start, everybody's got injury. You still got to go out there and play the game. Right, and so know that you're weakened. The biggest thing for the Dallas Cowboys is that they lost Trayvon Diggs during the week of prep. Yep. I don't think people talked about that enough. Obviously, we're here in New York, so it didn't get spoken on enough, and I was off last week when it happened, and, you know, it is what it is. But that was emotionally draining for the team. Not only does everyone love Trayvon Diggs on that team who just got paid and will be with the team the next four or five years, signed a $90 million contract, they love his son, Aiden Diggs. The Cowboys mm-hmm. yep. feature him in their social media content. He has mm-hmm. this little kid. We saw him in um was he in was it Hard Knocks? Where did where did where did Aiden Diggs like blow up? I think it was Hard Knocks, where he didn't know if Dak Prescott was Dak Prescott or Patrick Mahomes. Right. Yep, yep. So that kid, like, they love that kid. They love Diggs. For him to have a non contact injury in practice, it hurt the team. You saw yep. how they all put out stuff on Instagram and Twitter, yo, we're gonna ride for you. And they did the opposite. They got in the right. game, and they, they didn't have it because they played down to their competition. They were emotionally drained off of that injury, and they were missing some key players. And they got got because it's the NFL any mm-hmm. given Sunday. And and me and my friends always say it. Crazy stuff happens in the desert out there in Arizona. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, who knows what they were doing Saturday night? Who knows what they might have been doing Friday night if they were out there Friday night? Arizona's right. lit. All right, well, thanks, Keith. I'll let you go. Take it easy. Have a good one. Zig, thanks for the call, bro. Shout out to uh, Lawrence High School, and uh, I don't know what year it was that we beat them in the state championship, or we beat them in the semifinals, I believe, to go to the state championship. And uh, then we went to Rutgers. I think I had more rushing yards than passing yards. I don't know. It was so long ago. I'm washed, man. But it counts. Did you win a ring? Did you win a state championship? Did any of these hosts at WFAN win a state championship? I don't even know if Boomer or Tiki won a high school state championship. I'm just playing. They're NFL guys. I just I heard Evan say that today. No one knows what they're talking about on WFAN outside of Boomer and Tiki. I'm like, bruh, do I not exist because I'm on at 12 o'clock at night? <laughs> like, do you, not, you not know I have some pedigree too. It's been a long time. But, like, I was one of the top quarterbacks in the state. I, I won a state championship my senior year. I played in the New Jersey versus New York All-Star game at West Point. Balled there. We beat New York 30-6. to 
I went on to James Madison University. Please go type in James Madison football in your browsers and see what my old school is up to right now. They're looking way good and way different than I ever imagined. And then I came home, transferred to Monmouth University, who's also pretty decent as well. They're one and three, but like the, the programs. But what I'm saying is like, I'm not a random fan talking about football. Football, I wouldn't even be on the fan if I didn't play. I wouldn't have been able to go to school. I wouldn't have been able to go to college and get a communication, radio, and television degree. So when I heard Evan say that, and Evan knows, but I think he just was like, I think the caller might have said something, and it was so heated with with T. I'm like, yo, do not leave me hanging as if I'm on the level of, I don't know, somebody on, on the fan that like never played varsity anything. Like There is a level. Like I do like hearing former players speak. I do like hearing any, it's just a certain level, any sport, right? When, when I'm talking baseball, I'm talking as a straight, straight up fan. And I think when I, when I do talk Yankees baseball, you hear that, right? My knowledge, I know obviously the game, but I'm giving you the game from the, from the fan perspective, from being in the stadium, from going to 16 ballparks across the country, from going to Yankee stadium consistently and knowing the vibes and the energy around there. I can speak to that. No, I've never been in the batter's box facing a pitcher with a, 99-mile-an-hour fastball. No. I've never been in the outfield at Yankee Stadium. I don't know about that stuff. I can watch and see. Even with basketball. Basketball, I was decent at basketball. But when I got to high school, they were, I was small. They were like, you got to lift weights in the winter. They told me that my freshman year, I wanted to try out for basketball. They're like, no, nah, you need to lift. You need to get bigger so you can be varsity quarterback as a sophomore. And then I ended up starting varsity quarterback sophomore, junior, senior year in Ocean Township. So. I'm 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 washed. I'm a has been, but I'm not like a random sports fan on the fan talking about these sports. There's a different level and a different vantage point that you have when you played at a high level in high school and then went to the next level and played in college. And then obviously the ultimate highest level is NFL. And I had some looks and some prospects. But like I said, I did not care, yo. I didn't care. I, I partied a ton in college. I cared about girls in college. I was a DJ in college. Football to me, it, it it hurt. It was painful. Like I got tired of waking up with different aches and pains. I got tired of the grind. I gave my scholarship back. Like one day if I make it big enough where someone wants to do a documentary on me or do a book on me or something, I'm gonna like that's an important like change in my life. I broke my foot going into I think my junior year, and that altered my chances of playing. Shout out to my brother up up in heaven looking down on me. That was his fault, fighting with me on my birthday, drunk, broke my foot fighting in the street with my brother. And then that was May. And then when football came around in August, the football coach was like, what the hell were you doing? I'm like, I thought I could heal up without letting anybody know. And then I ended up getting no burn that year. And after I got no burn that year, when I was in line to be one of the like top five receivers, and like make an impact and possibly return punts. And um, I gave my scholarship back. And that was the year Chris Hogan came in. I was like, I should have played one more year to play with Chris Hogan. <laughs> Let's go to Tinton Falls, New Jersey, where my parents are from. Let's talk to Sean on the fan. What's up, Sean? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Everybody's talking about this Zach Wilson thing. And 
I can remember you were a little kid when this happened. You can ask your dad about it. But they drafted a guy in a supplemental draft, which nobody pays attention to anymore. The Giants drafted this guy, Dave Brown. Mm-hmm. And he was – remember Dave Brown? Not, and how they not shot. Really, I know of him, but not really watching him. Uh, well, I mean, ask ask your dad about him and, and, and look up his stat sheet. In college, he was at a Duke. In college, he had, you know, 6'5", 230, had the big arm, and they thought he was going to be the second coming. And, you know, he was another, he was going to be, he was going to be the, the, the heir apparent to Phil Sims, and he had Dan Reeves to coach him, and Dan Reeves saw it after Sims came in, and he looked at it, and he was just like, you're, you're going to saddle me with this guy and shove him down my throat, and that's exactly what George Ugg did for three and a half years, and a guy named Kent Graham came in. 20 interceptions? Uh, he had 20 uh, interceptions in 1996? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, they, they, they shoved this guy down our throat for years. And it, was, it wasn't pretty. You know, New York has seen this before. And yeah, Jet, fans, and Jet fans remember this guy. And Giant fans especially. I mean, but the Jet fans remember him. He was, he was, and he was the, you couldn't turn on sports radio back then without hearing this guy's name and people calling up and screaming and this and this is in the day and age where you had there was no free calls you know guys would be guy you'd be on hold for an hour you know you'd be paying 50 bucks for a phone call <laughs> so you could call up and complain about your football team but this guy but the, the, that's he was how in the supplemental draft he came out of westfield new jersey I'm like, yep. I know the name, I know of him, but I didn't know yep. that much about him. So I guess that's the closest you're saying to a quarterback that you had to watch over and over and hear about over and over again that wasn't any good. Yeah. Um, but he still was a number it, two overall like Zach Wilson. And here and here's another thing. And you know, and I've because I've 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 umpired, I was a referee in football. When you play at at next level, all right, you played you played Division One college football. Everybody is just as good as everyone. Yeah. Everyone's a blue chip. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Everyone this is kid a blue chip, belong. and, it, <laughs> he knows and nobody. It. I these guys, these guys that call in, they wouldn't know what a cover what a, what a cover two man right. or a, to a cover three. They don't flex, know what they're what looking the, at. They watch NFL every week and have no idea what they, coverage they no they're idea. looking at. What well, you know, every time the ball, every time they break the huddle, I'm looking at personnel. How many tight ends? How many running yeah. backs? How many wide receivers? Checks down when, and the particular play you're talking about, when he checks down to the strong side of the defense and he's checking the run down to it, I looked at it and I said, what the hell is this guy doing? Yeah, what the hell was that in the beginning of the game? Red Wanda, Red Wanda. Tony Romo says, yeah, run to the right. I'm like, yeah, red, R, right, Wanda, whatever Wanda means. It's, it's some kind it's, of well, run. Like, I don't know, maybe like waggle third, or off it's tackle. It's third or... play in a game, for Christ's sake. <laughs> you know, right, third play. But that's what I'm saying. That's him. It wouldn't be a waggle. I think waggle is like the quarterback run. Um, I don't know what Wanda means. But for him to be checking a play that early, it's almost like this no. false confidence. It's almost like this fake, I know what I'm doing. You just checked us into a terrible play. We lost and yards. Part, there there, there you, are unblocked guys on that side. Why would you run that play? Why would you check you into a, that play? You made you made a, a defense, probably the best defensive coach who's ever who's ever stepped on a field in Belichick, which really shouldn't even be an argument about it. You're you're letting him say, okay, you know what, I can play, I can play zone on third, I can I can play man up, 
All right, and and I'm gonna make him. I'm gonna make him look. I'm gonna make him go through his reads, and he's not gonna. Garrett Wilson was open all day. That's why he was pissed off because he's going back and looking at that iPad with Nathaniel Hackett and Zach, and he's like, "Here I am again, beating man coverage, and you can't get me the ball." And from when the you iPad, are, when I you, can see you're protected. Why can't you throw that you, ball? When you look at the film. All right, when you go, and I know you'll do this because you were a quarterback, go look at the film on this, all right, and you'll see how many times he was open underneath, all right? It, it was just, just about on every, every you know. Romo the, was the, calling it out. Like, I don't even have an all-22 account to go back and look to, look at the film, but I watched the game Sunday, and I took a, a two pages of notes, and what I'm seeing is a kid that is, a, uh, is afraid. He's scared to make a mistake. And so he's doing the cop-out check down, or he's stoning the ball when it's not there, or he's running and, and taking sacks, and it's like you had some protection. You know, we can't blame yeah. the offensive line for every single play that you checked down out of or you held the ball too long. Tony Romo was saying I'll, he's not making decisions fast enough. No, I'll say this, uh, I'll say this and, then, and then I'll let you go. And, and I'm, I'm Actually, I'll make one baseball comment. There, you, with, a guy like, with a guy like him with an arm like his, all right, and a, and a receiver, a special receiver in Garrett Wilson. That guy's that that guy's going to be fantastic if you get somebody to get him the ball. You you you, you let it rip. Yes, down. Let field. it rip. Throw the damn ball downfield. Roll him yes, out throw, and have Garrett Wilson uh, run a a post route. Run after run, it. run a flag route. <laughs> run a run a go. Just like let these guys get down the field and let him chuck it. I feel like they did that his rookie year, yeah. and then they got away from it. And Nathaniel Hackett. I don't know. Nathaniel Hackett right now, I think he's just in a situation. He did not come here to coach Zach Wilson. He came here to coach Aaron Rodgers, and he's not ready to completely pivot away from his comfort zone as a play caller for Zach Wilson. But they have to. You have to run plays that Zach is comfortable running. And I and I'll leave you with this question with baseball. You know that I'm a, you know that I'm a Guardians fan. What do you got? What are the Yankees going to give me for Shane Bieber? Because that's <laughs> the only team that's going to that's going to want him. Mm, I don't know. We thought about it around the deadline, and then they ended up not moving him because he was hurt. Um, yeah, I don't but know. This off season, this off season, he's got to go. So you, I'm gonna hang up, and you tell me, you you tell me the answer to that one. All righty. Thank you for the call, Have Sean. A good night. You too, Shane Bieber. The Yankees aren't gonna spend there, and I hope that they don't spend there. I think they're gonna have enough pitching. I think you saw Michael King. I think you saw Clark Schmidt. Nestor Cortez will be back. Obviously, Garrett Cole's about to win the Cy Young. I, I think they'll have enough pitching. Carlos Rodon has a whole offseason to figure it out. They paid for Carlos Rodon. I don't think they're going to go pay a Shane Bieber. What do I know? Maybe Hal Steinbrenner's going to be that pissed off and say, oh, Shane Bieber, you want to be a Yankee? Come on down. Come on down. Let's see if I can sneak another call in before we break. Jerome in Orlando, Florida on the hey. fan in New York. Hey, Jerome. How we doing? How we doing? I've been trying to call all day. A couple of things. Um, you said Tony Romo went to Eastern Washington. It was Eastern Illinois. Thank you for the correction. That's what no I problem. I literally and said. If I misspeak <laughs> or say something wrong, call me up and tell me. Well, what? Eastern and Washington. I, who went to Eastern Washington? Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup went oh, there. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe you're right. And then Boomer Esiason was in the championship game against my high school, Sachem, in 1978. My older brother was at the game. He lost, though. Didn't win, but thank you for that fact. Didn't, didn't win right. the high school state championship, right. but got there. My, my high school state championship. Anyway, but I called because I want the Jets to mortgage the future for Matthew Stafford. 
Give them what they give them three first round picks. I don't care. The Jets don't do anything with their first round picks anyway, besides Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner. Mortgage the future. The Rams want out of the salary cap. Get him, and then he can play this year. And if, they're not going to win this year, but then he can compete with Rodgers next year. He could be our quarterback for for several years. It's the right it, move. Mm, you it's like him better than Kirk Cousins? Better. They're the same age. They're both Absolutely. thirty-five. I'd rather have Stafford. I'll take anyone, but I'm, Stafford's the man. I think he's proven. The Rams did this. They mortgaged their future. They got their Super he's Bowl. He's a Super Bowl Let's champ. Ah, uh, they just lost the another game. And, and, and if Jets, there's the anyone Jets, that would pick up the call and entertain it and try and finesse the Jets, right. it's Les Need. Les Need would have that conversation right. with Joe He's Douglas for, for days. And just let me just say one more thing. The Jets get one chance every generation. At 99 team, if they would have done something similar, they would have won. They just they don't get it. You can't assume the next year they're going to be good. They're not. Right. They're the Jets. You get one chance at a time, and you gotta you got to strike while the iron's hot. Thanks for the call, Jerome. Stetson Bennett is the backup quarterback to Matt Stafford out there, but I think Stetson Bennett is hurt. Would they actually entertain that? Maybe. Les Snead doesn't care. He's the one that said F them picks. They won their Super Bowl. Um, There's rumors that Aaron Donald might get traded at the deadline. He wanted to hang him up after the Super Bowl. The Rams, I thought, could surprise some people this year. They surprised the Seahawks in week one. Stafford over Kirk Cousins. I think I think Stafford would come to New York and sling it. Stafford's all about the media and marketing. His wife has a podcast. He's currently filming the Netflix quarterback season two show. Uh, I think Stafford would be interesting. But, but check me out, bros. They're not going to do it. <laughs> That's why we should be saying Joe Douglas's name more on this radio station because they're not going to do it. Shout out to Aaron Millard, who corrected me on Twitter. Eastern Illinois University. I misspoke saying Eastern Washington. I know where Tony Romo went to school. It's just one of those things that happens when you're live and you don't Google it. Um, And then I gave you a fun fact that Cooper Cup went to Eastern Washington. I know Tony Romo didn't go to Eastern Washington. Washington and Illinois are far from each other. But, um, yeah, they're not going to do it, folks. Like, if you... So... In my open, I talked about how the backup quarterbacks are already being used. Andy Dalton, Gardner Minshew, Jameis Winston. You're already seeing these guys. They got to they play. So you're not trading for one of those top backups that you thought about. And they shouldn't trade anyway. But, like, those guys would cost you maybe a third-round pick because Jerry Jones effed up the market trading a fourth-round pick for Trey Lance. So maybe those guys will cost you a second or third round pick. But if you want to get Stafford or Kirk Cousins, they're looking for a first round pick, second round pick. It's going to cost you some draft capital. But Joe Douglas is not going to do that. Because they hitched their wagon to Zach Wilson. They scouted him. They saw what they liked in him. So I don't know. I really don't know. I can't I can't really speak about what they saw. They saw enough to say you're we're taking you number 2 and we're starting you from day 1. You don't have to sit. Patrick Patrick Mahomes had to sit. Jordan Love had to sit. A lot of these quarterbacks had to sit and watch and wait in the wings. Daniel Jones had to sit. They saw enough to take this kid number 2 overall and throw him right into the fire. And between that first season, last season and this season, 
he has gotten more opportunities to start games in the NFL being a terrible quarterback than I've seen. And he's had more apologists, and he's had more people take up for him than, than good quarterbacks. Like, look at, look at how Dak Prescott is, is treated. And I don't mean to call Dak a, a good quarterback. Dak is not on my good side right now after this past week. I just, I'm like, at this point, this guy should be able to make the throws. This guy should be able to elevate. He should be able to take over the game against a lesser opponent being a 40 million plus quarterback and he's getting stuck out there with Mike McCarthy. But these other quarterbacks get dragged in the league. These other quarterbacks get talked down about. I talked about how they wanted to run Daniel Jones out of here. He's a good quarterback. But Zach Wilson, they keep defending this kid and acting like this kid is something he's not. And it's remarkable. And I think it's it's all really about to come to a head Sunday night. I gave him two weeks, but I think after the embarrassment on Sunday Night Football when it's the only game on, that's that's going to be a tough one to take. And the Chiefs, they just rolled the Bears. The Chiefs are going to roll in here. And Patrick Mahomes, like, you guys think that defense is good? Buckle up. Buckle up for the uh, Ferrari Pat ride. 877-337-6666. I got 90 minutes left. Keith McPherson on the fan. Right back after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers over think your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. In the year 2003, Clemens wins his 300th as the Yankees have beaten St. Louis 5-2. Clemens has come on the field and getting a standing ovation from the sold-out 55,000 at Yankee Stadium. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Just, you know that beat when you hear it. KM to 2 a.m. Keep McPherson on the fan. I'm in here watching 
Those dirty birds, the Eagles, go 3-0 and against the Tampa Baker Bucks. I was on the Elon Musk machine earlier, and my producer, Fleegs, had a tweet that I just couldn't resist responding to. And uh, Fleegs is a lifelong Jets fan. Fleegs can't stand you Jets fans that celebrated the Jets winning a game, which ultimately led to them getting the pick that they chose uh, Zach Wilson with. But uh, let me read the tweet, and then I'll bring Fleegs in. He said, nothing about the Zach Wilson situation is complicated. He's very talented, plays well in practice. Can't process what he sees in real games, retreats further into his shell after every unsuccessful play. A psychologist might be able to help him. A coach probably can't. And I responded to that. I said, the Jets make it complicated. It's been three years. No other QB has gotten this many starts to absolutely be below average at best. This is built in. They made the pick. They will let that pick sink the ship again and go down with it. Last year wasn't enough. Got to get it out of him. And Fleek said, I agree with all of that. I meant more from the standpoint of fans trying to analyze his individual performance, why he's struggling, and how he's actually regressing. And then I just replied, coming up on the fan, now, Fleegs, come on down. What's up, Keith? Uh, tough times for uh, all us Jets fans out there. I know, and I don't want the Jets fans to think I'm piling on Zach or I'm, I'm making fun of Jets fans because I, I want to see Jets fans win. I always say stay down till you come up, but like this is a time for you to not stay down. You do not have to stay down for the sinking of this ship. You do not have to watch this again and go quietly. I was glad to see back Zach, the whole back Zach movement, that didn't last long in real life. No, the but you know what? Were out. I, I was there yesterday or okay, now, you two went days to the ago. Game. The crowd early in the game and even early, like first couple series where it's clear Zach Wilson is struggling, they tried, man. They tried not to boo. The boos didn't really Second come out. Quarter. I was just telling Steve this. After he ran backwards and took the sack, started the second mm-hmm. quarter, first down, they get good field position. He runs backwards for 12 yards. They go three and out. That's when the boos started at that point. I can't blame the Jets fans. I wonder, you know, we have the Namath comments today. What's going to happen on Sunday night? First Sunday night game in 12 years, national TV, a lot of Chiefs fans, maybe even close to as many Chiefs fans as Jets fans, and the Jets fans who are there are going to be booing this guy and the team all night. It's going to be a national embarrassment that has to snap not just the coach and the GM, but the owner is culpable in all of this, too. Yeah, brace for impact. This is it, folks. I thought last year, that Thursday night football game where uh, Strevler ends up in the game, they have to bench him and go to Chris Strevler, and Chris Chris Strevler actually had more success than him. I thought that that was the final blow. I thought that we would we would never see this kid again. I thought that it couldn't get any worse than that. And that's why it's hard to watch him play, because I feel like he should be playing like he has nothing to lose. He should be letting it rip. He should be throwing the ball wherever Garrett Wilson is. Just give him a shot. You saw in the Bills game, he was covered. Tredavious White was all over him. Throw it in his direction. He can tip it to himself and catch it. I don't understand why he's 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 frozen again. And here's my theory that I had, and I put this out there in my open. That 2020 into 2021 year in sports and in the world is warped. We'll, we'll hopefully never go back to that. But when you try to even think back into your mind about things you did, I was thinking as I was driving in, I was like, there were people that I hung out with, but I only hung out with them because like the clubs and the bars and the stadiums weren't open. There were people I'd taken an invite, hey, come to my house, we're having Bumble people, people. Like, all right, people I, I haven't seen since. Like, you're just doing different things. So, you know, we might have overrated 
a few players in sports. I use Julius Randle as an example. Julius Randle in front of no fans, balling, MIP. You know, TJ Warren in the NBA bubble, looking like Kobe out there. Like, there is something to be said about players like Zach Wilson who went to a BYU and you're playing against Western Michigan, Coastal Carolina. Uh, You're playing against these mid-level D1 schools with no one in the stands. Then you got to come to MetLife Stadium, 80,000 Jets fans that have been tortured their entire lives, and you got to go up against Bill Belichick's defense all these times, and it's just not the same at all. Well, the BYU aspect is absolutely part of it. You know, it's not just the Jets, and this is where you've talked about it. It drives Jets fans nuts. Like, you can admit you had a bad pick. You took the wrong quarterback. You still you, you've hit on guys like Garrett Wilson and Sauce. It happens. The Niners right after you traded up, gave up a boatload to take Trey, Trey Lance, Lance, another guy, smaller school, North lesser Dakota competition. Oh, we know all these GMs and the coaches. They think, well, the talent is there. We can coach up the rest. And so often it happens in football. It happens in all sports, but really in football, you know, sometimes. And you played like you can't. You can't always predict how it's going to translate. When you take it to the next level, you bring in much better competition. And Zach Wilson is a guy, I do believe it. And we've even seen it like videos from the summer camp. There have been a lot of players, he won't be the first, won't be the last, who are really good at practice. And all the talent, we see it, the great throws, when he is able to read the defense, he knows what's going on. But under the lights, in a real spot, it's not there. He's not processing. That's how you see regression because it starts out – and every time there's a bad play or he makes a mistake, the wrong read, he moves the wrong way. He doesn't step up or he throws to the covered receiver, doesn't go yep. through the progression. Whatever it is, that's when he goes further into himself. He's afraid to make the turnover so much to the point that, yes, they wanted him to cut down the turnovers, but now he's not even willing to do something. You know, This isn't two years ago where, hey, Zach, if Corey Davis is covered, don't throw it up to him. Right. Now, if it's Garrett Wilson in one-on-one coverage, take a chance. Let your elite playmaker try to make a play, and he won't do it. I was sitting in the upper deck on Sunday, so I saw and I knew what people were going to find out when they started to watch the tape. This wasn't the Cowboy game. This wasn't games of passing the Jets where nobody's ever opened. Aren't that good. And and guys were open all day. Cobb was open. Lazard was open. Garrett Wilson was open more than he was covered. Yeah. You had Michael Carter they open were on checkdown coverage, and he's trying to check down to even when you have two checkdown options, he's going to Tyler Conklin, the tight end, instead of Michael Carter, a third down running back. It's just it's all mental. It's all with Zach Wilson, and I just don't know. I get that there's egos and stuff involved, and coaches think that they can fix it, they can work on it. The Aaron Rodgers effect, he thought he could help. Some stuff, Keith, you just you can't help. And even if you can, it takes a lot of time, and the Jets don't have that. That's what I'm saying. How long does this go? I gave it two weeks. I said I had a 20% chance that this works. That dropped down to 10 after he went to Dallas through three interceptions. And, uh, you know, at least they had the one big play to Garrett Wilson. That's why I say Garrett Wilson is pissed off because he knows if I catch the ball, I can take it to the house. You can't even get me the ball. And if you saw the play right before his little exchange, when he's frustrated on the sideline, he's open. It's a first down conversion. And you have protection. And and I guess it's paralysis by analysis. You were standing there on that play. You're standing there. Let the ball go. Like as a quarterback, when that happens, you get this, like, well, at least me. I used to get this feeling of, like, yes. 
Like, that's easy. You're, you're making the complicated. It's what you're waiting for. You're making for. it complicated. When it comes open like that and you don't have somebody in your face, let it rip. I, I don't know, man. I, I think- mean, he somehow went from a game where he threw three picks to a game where he didn't turn the ball over, and you could argue he played worse in the game where he didn't turn it over. And and that like that is damning. That that's That goes against the coaches, the head coach, the offensive coordinator, uh, the player, and – they go they go to the podium and they they back the kid and like I said today I'm listening to Connor Hughes who I've had on he's a Monmouth University guy as well he does a great job he reads the metrics the QBR and he says Zach is on pace for the third year to have the worst quarterback rating in the league something along the lines of hitting him with the like the numbers the facts and Rob Sala pivots to the box score and says oh well you know the box score doesn't always tell the story of the game no, 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 coach. We're not talking about the box score from this specific game. We're talking about his overall performance at the position. If somebody else on this team was performing at the bottom of the league for three years, you would have moved on from them by now. Do you see the Rich Samini tweet from earlier yesterday morning when even when not under pressure, so when offensive line does a job, Zach Wilson last, last, and 29th among 34 uh, for qualified QBs, QBR is last, completion percentage last, 29th in yards per drop back. His quarterback rating on these is 7. The league average is 70. The average is 70, and he's at 7 in no single else, digits. That's no impossible. No one else gets to play like this. <laughs> it's 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 actually like, I'm sure if I was an actual... Like, you could put in a punter and they'd have a better quarterback rating than 7 when not under pressure. He can't play the position. But they keep telling us that he's progressing and that he's the guy. And that what we're seeing, that's why I use the piss on your leg and tell you it's raining thing again. I heard someone call into BT and Sal. And I'm like, that's that's my line. I'm like, man, they are literally, it's it's pouring rain. The fans are out there in ponchos. And they're pissing on your leg and telling you it's raining. They could have benched him for Tim Boyle. And what I fear is that, you know, you benched him for Mike White. Obviously, Mike White was better. Uh, Flacco was better. Um Chris Streveler had more success, couldn't throw the ball, but was able to move the ball. Josh Johnson was better a couple years Josh ago. Jo- if, yeah, good grief. If it happens again, what does that say about all of these games that you rolled him out there, that you backed him? If Tim Boyle, and and, I, and mark my words, I, I know Tim Boyle's quarterback coach, shout out to Tony Rassiope, no chance he's listening right now because he's got two little kids. But his quarterback coach is Kenny Pickett's quarterback coach. They work out together. If I felt more confident about my arm or even my route running, I would have joined them at some point. The invite has been there. They work out at Ocean Township High School. If Tim Boyle ends up in the game Sunday night and uh, they bench Zach Wilson because that's where it's heading, that's where it's going, I will get Tony Rassiope on to talk about Tim Boyle, and we will be rooting for Tim Boyle as if he's Mike White. Come on, because I don't know, man. If I feel like it's negligent. It's malpractice. It's 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 almost ignorant to keep rolling Zach Wilson out there when you have all like and that's what it makes. I paralleled it to the Yankees, right? With IKF. Oh well, well we we have metric, metrics that tell you that he's one of the best defensive shortstops in the league. We watch the game every night. He's leading the league in errors. He boots ground routine. Play. Like, what are you talking about? That one actually works too because when the Yankees had their backs against the wall last year. After telling us one thing for the entire year, they made a change. And last year, when it became, all right, the playoffs are slipping out of reach, right. the Jets made the move to Mike White. Once it became desperation time, all of a sudden, everything they had been telling us, and we're, we're such idiots, yep. all of a sudden, 
we were maybe not so wrong. So when does that happen this year? You can't let it go until your playoff odds disappear because a lot of these same guys are in the lock, locker room for last year. They're not going for it. And you play, they know that like the receivers the know they were Everybody open. Knows, the man. offensive line knows when they protected. Everybody the defense knows, is on man. the sideline. They see it. They they're all saying the right things, but they know. Everybody knows, man. My freshman year, I was I was fifth string when I came into James Madison University, and I'm not gonna lie, there were a lot of times that I didn't take it serious because I was fifth string. I partied the night before practice. Players knew, oh, you were at the swim team house, or yo, I saw you come in with this girl from the golf team. You were drinking last night. I could smell Jack Daniels on you, bro. And I sucked in practice, and they would literally like torture you. And I played quarterback, but they're gonna run you. And there were times where my coach would be like, all right, now you're not playing quarterback. You're going to return kicks or you're going to block on special teams. They're like, we smell the alcohol on you. We know you were drinking. You're not taking this serious. And I remember being in one-on-ones as the quarterback with some of the starters because it just happened that, like, I don't know, what the starting quarterback might have been doing another drill, whatever. And I was terrible. I'm missing passes. And I'm not hitting anyone in their chest and their hands. And one of my coaches announces to everyone, okay, this is bad ball practice. Since Keith wanted to party last night, he can't throw one accurate pass. And I was like melting inside of myself. I just hated myself. And then after that, I started tightening up a little bit more because like I had the talent, but if you're not ready to go and practice with a bunch of guys that are taking it dead serious, everybody knows that either you don't have the talent or you're not taking it serious. I had the talent. I had to take it serious. Zach Wilson has the talent. He can do it in practice. But these guys know that when the lights come on in the game, he's not the same guy and the team is struggling, and they're not willing to smoke another NFL season. It's a privilege to play in the NFL. They're not willing to go down with the sinking ship. That's why they endorsed Mike White the way they did. That's why they will endorse Tim Boyle if Tim Boyle can do it with the lights on. I don't know if he can. I don't know if he can. But he might be just a little bit better than Zach Wilson where they can compete, where they can get first downs. Playing quarterback is hard. It is It is arguably one of the hardest positions in all of sports I know the hardest thing to do is hit a baseball well yeah it is super tough to know the entire playbook know the defense you're going against know the protection of your offensive line know the timing and and the routes that your guys are going to run and know that you're going to get smacked by a 300 pound defensive lineman defensive tackle and deliver that ball consistently on time and think that fast that when you break the huddle, ready, break, and you look and you see, okay, there's one high safety, two high safety. Okay, maybe this safety's walking down. Okay, from my film study, I know that they show this, but then they break into this. Okay, before I snap the ball, said, Hut, I need to know where to go with the ball. It's hard to do all of that in front of 80,000 fans in a steady rain. Like, I, it's, it's tough to do, but this guy gets paid $35 million. It's year three. And if the Jets want to keep rolling him out there thinking he's just going to magically turn it on uh, one game, I don't think that's happening. And I don't think these players think that's happening. And I don't think they have much longer to wait. 877-337-6666. Let's sneak in a call before we break at the top of the hour. Steve is in Saratoga. Steve, you're on the fan. Okay, Keith, I got the uh, the new uh, chance for the Jets. Are you ready? Okay. P U N. T punt punt punt. <laughs> yes, yeah. 
More Morstead is going to be the AFC representative in the Pro Bowl at punter. He's got a hell of a leg, and he's got a, a lot of opportunities to kick it. Well, he has a lot of opportunities. You see, everybody doesn't understand. The Jets, then what they're trying to do, they, what they're focusing on is their mantra is going to be that we're going to punt it down their throats. That's that's what they're aiming to do. <laughs> oh, they know they can win the field position game. That, that guy boomed one late in the game. He kicked it from – Tony awesome. Romo even said, he's like, what do you kick it from? The the 20 yeah. to the other 5-yard line? 70 yards, right. So, I mean, it appears like this is their goal, to be the best punting team that ever existed. Yeah, they're fine with it. They are <laughs> fine, fine with it. it. And now, it's it's like this, okay? Uh, uh, Salah is a dope, and um, – <laughs> Any, you can have this headline say that uh, Zach Wilson is not a good quarterback according to anyone who's ever watched a game of football. Yeah. Am I right? There's not one person that, like, and that's why Joe Beningo got pissed off that Tiki Barber was even trying to defend him today because he's so <laughs> bad. Anyone with he's eyes terrible. can see, like, he just, he can't run the offense. Right, he can't, he, he can't throw a pass. Right, he, so uh, it's bad, and, 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 and we're all losing our minds talking about it because we're like, how are the guys that are paid millions to coach the team not seeing not this? Saying not saying it, but they say they see it in practice. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. It doesn't, the reporters, doesn't, doesn't the reporters matter. are in practice. Uh, Zach Rosenblatt, <laughs> yeah. Connor Hughes, yeah. Rich Samini, these guys are in practice. Brian Castell, yeah. they're in practice. They, yeah, but but he's making progress. He's worse than he was last year. Because you know what? It's it's it started over again. This is a new offense. So this is year one for him again. That's why they're like, why? Even Romo said it. Like, it's year three. He shouldn't look like a, ro- a rookie. Yeah, but he right. is a rookie because he's been in Nathaniel Hackett's new offense for a couple months. And like I said, they expected him to smell Aaron Rodgers' breath in a meeting and magically yeah. be Aaron Rodgers or some, some better yeah. quarterback because Aaron Rodgers is by, by him. He didn't get to watch an Aaron Rodgers game film. Aaron Rodgers but, played four plays. Right, that's right. And and here's the other thing too is that when they decided to go for Aaron Rodgers, they were making uh, an all-out play for a Super Bowl. So they're going with an older guy, guy who's forty years old. So why aren't they right now going for somebody that's? Uh, it could even be Matt Ryan. Uh, uh, Ryan. I mean. Well, why not? Why are they? Why are they going with this guy who's young and hasn't done anything but lose? Salary cap. They defaulted into it. That's why I said I think they defaulted into it because you used a number two pick on this guy. What you're paying this guy, and you wanted to believe that he would be better in year three. You wanted to believe that Aaron Rodgers, his idol, would come in and save the day, and he'd be better. And he he was better in practice, and he'd be. Better. I didn't see it in preseason. That's why I'm like, what? No. What the hell are they yeah, talking I, about? I, and I was rooting for the guy in preseason. So was I. You know, so was I. See, On the fan. Literally. See, oh, did you see that little run he had against the Buccaneers? You seen that throw he made in the Hall of Fame game? Zach is getting better. But there were still times in preseason where I'm like, nah, this guy yeah. can't put a drive together. And then when I he did it. put a drive together, it was a two-minute offense where they spread it out and they go four wide receivers, one back, and the defense right. is – is on their heels a bit because they're tired in the fourth quarter with less than 10 minutes left. So, right. yeah, I would hope there are college quarterbacks that could complete passes in a two-minute drill like that, but like that, you can't run that the whole game. 
No, and and um, the, that first game against Buffalo, uh, he didn't win the game. No, they uh, dumbed the offense down for him in that game. Everybody forgot about that. There was a situation which was a throwing situation, and they ran it because they didn't trust him. Now they're going in front of the media. Yeah, he's our guy. He's unquestioned. He's our guy. You didn't trust him in the heat of the moment. You got lucky. Thanks for the call, Steve. That one win was because Xavier Gibson knew better. He's like, "Uh uh-uh, I've been in practice with Zach. I don't even want Zach to touch the ball again. I'm going to call game. I'm taking this to the house. We're done here. We'll figure out the rest later. 877-337-6666. I have an hour left. I am not going to stay on Zach Wilson. If you want to call and get your thoughts off, you can. I will sprinkle in some other things. C-Mac is in the building. C-Mac was like all state. He plays some football, too. Give him some credit when he starts talking at 2 a.m. Keith McPherson on the fan right back after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.